I'd now like to welcome um, our next guest, um, Bill Gallegos. Well, let me welcome you, Bill. Then I have a couple of clips that I want to um, integrate here and then get your thoughts. Bill Gallegos, longtime Chicano liberation and environmental justice activist, author of The Sunbelt Strategy and Chicano Liberation and Reflections on the Green Economy. He's also the former executive director of Communities for a Better Environment, one of the leading environmental justice organizations in the United States. Uh, Bill Gallegos recently authored the article entitled Ethnic Cleansing, a Program of Resistance. Bill, welcome back. Thank you so much, Margaret. So, Bill, what we're going to do is to just play a, a piece about um, uh, President Biden laying out his plans for the next 100 days. And just a, a, a short piece after that, um, because Spanish was spoken at the inauguration yesterday, and it was done by J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, as she performed at the inauguration. Let's go to those clips now. And I thought with the state of the nation today is no time to waste, get to work immediately. In a redecorated Oval Office, the new president signed 17 other executive orders and actions, mostly rolling back President Trump's signature policies. They end the so-called Muslim travel ban, cancel the Keystone XL pipeline permit, and halt funding for the southern border wall. The U.S. will also rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. These are just executive actions. Uh, they are important, but we're going to need legislation for... A lot of the things we're going to do. The administration is focused on setting a new tone. We're going to be judged whether or not we restored the integrity and the competency of this government. And White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said there would be a return to regular briefings. When the president asked me to serve in this role, we talked about the importance of bringing truth and transparency back to the briefing room. Hello, Kathy. President Biden also made his expectations clear to more than 100 new staff during a virtual swearing-in ceremony. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way the last four years. I'm going to make mistakes when I make them. I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you, and I'll need your help to help me correct them. Also this morning, the Department of Homeland Security is starting a 100-day moratorium on deportations and ending the Trump-era policy of requiring non-Mexican asylum seekers to stay in Mexico ahead of their court hearings. And an example of how the new president is re-engaging the world, the White House says that his first call to a foreign leader will be to our neighbors to the north. He's scheduled to speak with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tomorrow. Tony? All right, Ed, thank you very much.
by Bill Gallegos, and there was J-Lo, uh, Spanish spoken uh, during the inauguration. Uh, Bill Gallegos, uh, to you, you might want to say something about uh, J-Lo's uh, performance. I couldn't resist getting that in there, but also wanted to get your um, reaction to um, what Biden, President Biden, has now laid out a lot of uh, things there on on immigration, for example, on the Keystone XL pipeline. Lots uh, going on there. Bill Gallegos. Well, thank you, Margaret. Well, um, I'm feeling hopeful and I'm feeling uh, cautiously optimistic. I think some of the first steps that President Biden has taken around immigration are really very, very important. A moratorium on deportations. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, action on the deferred, uh, on the dreamers, um, introducing he's going to introduce comprehensive immigration reform legislation that focuses on uh, protecting the uh, 11 million undocumented people and giving them a path to citizenship. So those are all good first steps. There's a way to go. Uh, there has to be a radical transformation of the immigration office, uh, ICE from a military operation to one that, uh, as it did in the 1900s when they were European immigrants, focuses on processing people's paperwork so that they can get um, legal protection and a path to citizenship. So there's a ways to go, but it's a very, very good start. And it means a lot, obviously, to the uh, Latino community because we have been a particular focus of Trump's racist policies on immigration um, with the separation of families, putting children in cages, uh, incarcerating our folks in concentration camps. So I feel that's hopeful. I think uh, President Biden's steps on, um, on environment are important, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, even with all its weaknesses. It's uh, in a, another terrain for struggle for us on the climate justice side, uh, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline, uh, putting a hold on oil and, and gas drilling in the Arctic Wildlife Refuge, which is extremely important in and of itself for Mother Earth, but also for the indigenous people of that region. So there's some very, very good um, initial steps, and there's something that hasn't gotten a lot of play, which is the adoption by the uh, Biden and Harris campaign of the Equitable and Just Climate Platform, a really comprehensive approach towards equity and climate justice that was developed under environmental justice leadership. And uh, the administration has now appointed one of the authors of that platform, Dr. Cecilia Martinez, to head up uh, a program for the program for environmental justice within his administration. So these are good initial steps. And I think he's outlined four priorities, the pandemic, which has got to be done right, uh, uh, racial justice, the economy, and the climate. And I just want to say something on racial justice. We have to make certain that that includes a deep exploration of the issue of reparations. Uh, there's been a promise that there would be a commission to explore that issue and perhaps develop some policy proposals. That has to happen. We can't let some of these things fall through the cracks. I think the second thing is putting all the weight of the Department of Justice uh, against the murder, of, the brutal murder of African-Americans and others. Uh, by the police. I think that they have to bring the full weight of that Department of Justice in a, um, really uh, opposing and doing whatever they can to, um, to support the movement uh, for uh, radical police reform. So I think those are some of the things that we need to be thinking about right now. I'm 
like I say, I'm, I'm hopeful, and I want to give a, you know, the thing we saw yesterday where there's an actual reference to white supremacy and a focus on racial justice, we have to thank BLM, the Movement for Black Lives, the Dreamers, and I want to give a special shout-out to the Unite Here Union, the Union of Restaurant Workers, which did incredible work in California, Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia, and played a big role. I know a lot of times we're wondering where the hell is labor. Well, they were there, and those are their, they've lost like up to 80% of their membership in this pandemic uh, without work, but they were working on this election, and those are mostly black and brown folks, mostly women. So I want to give a special shout out to them. Right. And, and Bill, we just have a couple of minutes left, but what about now um, the movement for change, those who want to change the world? What do you think the focus uh, needs to be right now? Well, for, I'll just give you one example. I think there's uh, he, uh, the president says he wants to focus on the pandemic first, and that's right. That has to be done. And I think this nearly $2 trillion recovery plan has to be passed quickly. Uh, but it has to be implemented in connection with leaders and organizations in our community, and that's unions, community organizations, mass organizations. I think that if this is going to be done with equity, you have to work with the folks that are on the ground. As we know, black, brown, Native American, um, they, they have, we have suffered the first and the worst from this pandemic, and we have to be involved at the top and throughout in deciding how this uh, pandemic relief program is going to be implemented. So I think that's the first thing. In terms of the rebuilding the economy that has to be done with equity, you better talk to Reverend Barber and the Poor People's Campaign. They have been working on this for years. They know what needs to be done. So there needs to be an approach by this administration that's not just a top-down, put a nice bureaucrat in charge, but actually working with folks that have been doing the work in the trenches for many, many generations. Absolutely. Uh, Bill Gallegos, as you know, we'll have you back. Thank you so much for joining us, and please stay well and safe. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Margaret.